Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation on this evening when we honor and celebrate and commemorate the purification of Mary and the presentation of our Lord is our epistle reading, Hebrews chapter 2, especially these words. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the fear of death is very real. What is unique about our text here from Hebrews 2 is how God describes the fear of death. God describes the fear of death as a lifelong slavery. I want you to ponder that. A lifelong slavery. When I was little, I was afraid of death. Oh, when a pet would die or the goldfish would jump out of the bowl, that was bad. But that's not what I was afraid of. I was afraid of me dying. I'm not sure if it started it for me or if it brought it to a head. Have you ever seen the movie, The Wizard of Oz? When The Wizard of Oz would come on, I would hide under the bed. I have never seen the movie in its entirety. I can't. I can't. It is too scary. Why? I'm afraid that the witch is going to kill me. I'm 62 years old. That has not gone away. When I was seven years old, I drank water out of a hose that was being used to fill up a fertilizer tank. I didn't drink poison. I didn't drink fertilizer. I drank water. My brothers, who loved to tease, said, Oh, little brother. You just drank poison, you're gonna die. My mom and dad had to take me to the ER because I was so hysterical. My friends, the fear of death is real. 
It is a lifelong slavery. And it sometimes we don't think about how we are slaves to this fear of death, but other times we do. And what's in the background is right in front of our very eyes. A family member or a friend gets sick and dies. Boom. The slavery of the fear of death is right there. Some worldwide catastrophe, an earthquake, a flood, a tsunami, boom, it's right there. Something called COVID-19, yes, boom, it's right there. This is true for every human being because we're all sinners and sin manifests itself differently among individuals, but this slavery of sin is real. I'm not sure exactly when I got to the point where I could actually function in life without being afraid to die. Oh yeah, when I was eight, my dad dropped over dead of a heart attack. That didn't help matters. But at some point, I was able to live my life, even now, without this slavery of the fear of death paralyzing me. I have seen this fear of death up close and personal. The more I think about it, the fact that this slavery of the fear of death is real is probably why I'm a pastor. I have officiated nearly 600 funerals. I have seen death in every way, shape, and form that you can possibly imagine. From a miscarried baby, a two-year-old killed in a house fire, one of my confirmads killed in a car accident, a 20-year-old struck by a drunken driver, and two, by the grace of God, that made it past 100 years old and everything in between. The fear of death is real. It is like a slavery. Some people become depressed, melancholy. They get to the point where they can't function, they can't move, they can't work, they can't socialize because they're afraid of dying. Others become angry, angry at everybody, angry at everybody else in a way to try to mask or disguise this slavery to the fear of death. 
I can't tell you how many times I have seen people absolutely hysterical. Maybe in a hospital room. Maybe at a graveside. Maybe right here in church. I've seen people become very judgmental. Because they are afraid of dying, they want everybody else to have that same fear. My friends, God's word for tonight speaks to you, speaks to me, speaks to every human being that has a pulse right here and right now. You will die. Wish it wasn't so. I wish I could tell you something that your itching ears want to hear, but I can't do that. I can't lie to you. You will die. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's going to happen. If you dwell on it, if you become consumed with this fact, it will eat you up from the inside. It will destroy your relationships. It will ruin your life. It will be to you like a slavery. I know. I have seen it. I have lived it. And as pastor, I see it. And I minister to it all the time, nearly every day. So, isn't there any good news? Well, of course there is. This is what God is teaching us here in Hebrews chapter 2. It's all about Jesus, the one who was presented 40 days after he was born. Mary and Joseph following the law, presenting Jesus at the temple. What is this presenting, presentation of Jesus? In Exodus 13, we read, The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both man and beast, is mine. The firstborn, the firstborn of man or beast belongs to the Lord. The presentation of Jesus because he is the firstborn is to redeem him or buy him back. A small sacrifice to pay God for the privilege of being alive of being his child, part of God's holy ceremonial law. And continuing on in Exodus 13, he gets more specific. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Or 
if you will not redeem it, break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time your son asks you, what does all this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. My friends, we know the terrible tenth plague that God sent down upon Egypt and all of Egypt's inhabitants. The death of the firstborn. Maybe you remember that, that Charlton Heston, Cecil B. DeMille movie where the tenth plague is depicted by a mist that is floating. And it doesn't really matter how you try to seal the door, it finds you. Remember the first time, a little bit older, I saw it in color. It was a kind of a greenish gray color. And the character who plays Joshua says, don't look at it. That is pestilence. That is the angel of death. Not only were people afraid of the angel of death, not only were people paralyzed by their fear of death, you can imagine the anger and the hysteria as the bodies mounted up, both bodies of people and animals. But there was one place where there was no fear of death, only hope. God had commanded his children to take a lamb without spot or blemish, to sacrifice the lamb and to take some of the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorposts of the house. And when the angel of death came near, the angel of death would see the blood on the door, doorpost and pass over that house. Because the firstborn of the children of Israel were spared on that first Passover. The firstborn of the children of Israel were presented to the altar. In our gospel reading for tonight, we see the irony of ironies in remembrance of the Lamb of God that was slaughtered and the blood was shed to put over the doorposts. The baby Jesus is presented, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is presented as our substitute for sin. Jesus, God in the flesh, 
Our Savior takes away our sin through death. His own death. He dies so that we can live. He dies and our sins are forgiven. He dies and on the third day rises from the dead, conquering sin, death, and the grave, never to die again. My friends, we all have fears. They're real, you know it. Sometimes they're stronger than others. We all know that the fear of death is very real. It's paralyzingly real. It's so real, it's like a slavery. The world loves it when you are a slave to sin because then it can manipulate you. It can manipula manipulate your emotions, your activities, even how you spend your money. Jesus has come and he has destroyed death forever. He has destroyed the fear of death. He has set you free from your slavery to this fear of death. God wants you to live. He wants you to really live. He wants you to have a free life. He wants you to enjoy life to its full. All of God's creation because it's all a gift from Him. My friends, tune your ears to the life-giving, life-changing Word of God and deliver all those, that's you and me, who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. And at the end of our text, for because he himself, Jesus, suffered when tempted. You don't think there was a fear of death that he was tempted with in the Garden of Gethsemane? Because he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. The devil, the world, and your own sinful flesh will attack you again and again and again to tempt you to be a slave to the fear of death. My friends, Christ has set you free. He has paid for your false fears. He has paid for your false idols. He has paid for your lack of trust in His Word and His promises. Christ has set you free. And if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. Maybe we should watch The Wizard of Oz.
and celebrate. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, even our fears in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we are bold to confess our faith. We use the words of the Nicene Creed. Please stand. <clears throat>